Iruvin Dav Kafhet, the last thing we were discussing was what, what is the Mahloka between Rabbi Uda ben Gadish and Rabbi Ezra who allow you to buy fish with Maaser Shenimani and uh, the, the Tanaim that say you're not to buy fish with Maaser Shenimani. We said Rabbi Uda ben Gadish and Rabbi Ezra allow it because they hold a Veriba and Mi'at Veriba, adding, subtracting, and adding. And they understood that you're allowed to buy uh, even fish and you're just not allowed to buy either fish guts or salt, or salt and water. Now, according to the Tanaim, who says you don't buy fish with Maaser Shenimani, they learn from a Klalu Pratu Klal, generalizing, specifying and generalizing again, that it has to be Gidule Karka, or Vladota Aretz, whatever we saw. And we said, what's the difference between the two Braitot uh, of what's the reason? And we said, according to the man that I'm, uh, the one, according to him who says, uh, the one who says, then fish wouldn't count because they don't grow from the Aretz, they grow from uh, the, the, the water. So either way, now we're starting on the last line of Kavzayin Amud Bet. In the middle of the line where it says, Umi Amar Abaye. Abaye really hold that fish are something that's considered grown from the ground. Abaye said, A person ate a putita, which is a water insect. You get four makot because you did four loves. One parashat shemini mi besaram lo tochelu. The second parashat reev chol shen lo senapir bekaskeset lo tochelu from the fish. Uh, then you have a third and fourth one has to do more with shiratzim, uh, which is al shakatzut nashatachem, and then and then vilotem ubahem. The Rambam holds though that this putita is uh, not only a, a water insect, but it's also a fish. It's also a bird. So you have uh, something that's called Sheret Sa'of and Sheret Sa'maim and he, and he goes and explains a little bit differently. Okay, so a person eats a putita, loke arbag is for Nemala, if you eat a ant, you get loke hamesh, you get five makot. And Rashi explains that we're talking about Atashakatsud, Nefshotechem, and then Kolorechal Gehon Lotochelum, and then Kolasheret Sa'shot Salat Sloyachel, and then Velotetem with Nefshotechem, and that's uh, the five. And the Rambam says oh, the, the ant that we're talking about over here is not the regular ant that we have. It's something that grows on water and it flies and it doesn't uh, have children. Uh, Rambam has different shita. Tzira, which is some sort of hornet. Lokeshesh, you get six makot. Uh, five because it's sheret tsa'aretz. One more because it's sheret tsa'of. And then the Rambam says that the tzira'a is like the ant and uh, therefore he holds it, it therefore it's six. Now, the im ita. Now, bottom line is, if you felt that the dagim grow from the ground, putita nami lelkim mishum hasheretz hashoretz ala aretz. That then the putita, which we said loke arba, you should really get, uh, you should get makot also for something that crawls on the ground, and chora you should have seven makot. As she explains, ela amar no, the, the two man the amas that we brought at the end of yesterday's daf, the machloket between them has to do with birds. The man the amar, according to the first man the amar, which said pri mi pri vegidule it have to be a fruit of a fruit and something born from something and it has to grow from the ground. Hane, these birds, nami gidule karkan, you know, they also grow from the ground, and therefore you're allowed to buy them with the money of Maaser. Ulman de Amar, Vlad, Vladotarts, they have to be 
creatures that were grown from some from creatures that were grown from the ground the birds were uh, born from the swamp which is a mixture of uh, water and dirt and therefore they're not considered gidulei karka now the Gemara explains according to the one who includes birds who said the primi what's his reason and the one who said vladota aretz who excludes birds what's his reason so we explain mandem rabbi ofot the one who adds ofot who includes ofot kasavar he felt when the torah wrote the klalu prato klal now what's really going on with the, with the klalu prato klal remember general specify general again klala batra dafka the main uh, the main uh, general the main klal is the second one Therefore, prat uchlal, and therefore it becomes a the, the Torah specified and then uh, generalized. Naasa klal musaf ala prat. So the general statement was made uh, on the spec uh, the specific statement. Vitrabulehu kolmile. And now I'm generalizing everything in that and uh, everything. So now ve'ahane klalakama. So the first klal, the first general statement. It's coming It's coming to knock out or exclude anything that's not like what we mentioned on in both aspects. And what in this in this type of case, you'd have to take out the fish. The fish are they're only alike in one way, meaning they are primipri, but they're not gidule karka. And birds are, and therefore you can buy it with kesef of maaser. Now, man de mamayet offer now the the one who excludes the offer, klala kasavar. What is he called? Klala kamadafka. That when we have a klal prato klal, general specified general. The general, the first general statement was the main point of our limud. Klal uprat the end bichlal elamashe baprat. What what's in the general? Whatever we talked about in the later in the speci- in the specific statement, and therefore. Hane in whatever we mentioned in the pasuk, dafka. Yes, you're allowed to buy them with the money of Maser Sheni. Midi Harina lo, but you're not allowed to buy anything else. So now, what's the second uh, general statement coming for? Hane klala batra. We need the second statement, uh, general statement, to teach me that Rabu Ye called the dame le mishloshat zadim to include anything that is uh, like it in three ways. It has to be primi pri gidule karka and vlad vladota aritz. It has to be born from something else. It has to be grown from the ground, and it has to be something that is born from something on the ground. Uh, therefore, the bird is not born from the ground. It's not gidule karaka because it was born from the we said the swamp. Therefore, you can't buy it with the money of maaser. Now the gemara is going to discuss different foods that uh, are. Can we use them for iruvet tehomin or uh, when we're putting the mavois together? Shituf mevoot. That's the real word. Amar Yehuda Mishemed Rav Shmuel Bar Shelat Mishemed Rav. Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel Bar Shelat, in the name of Rav, Me'arvin we could do eruv bepapuin bechalaglogot ubagudganiyot. These were the three different three different spices. Uh, I think the gudganiyot is uh, coriander. Avalo bechaziz velo bekafniot, but you know to do with the green grain or dates that are not uh, ready yet because they're not eaten yet. So the Gemara asks, "Ubegudganiyot mi me'arvin? Do we 
do I roof with this coriander? We said good ganiyot. It's not good for a person's uh, zera. It's, uh, therefore, people who have a lot of children, they can eat it. That uh, people who don't have children yet uh, shouldn't be eating this. If the stalks of the coriander became hard, then then even people with a lot of children shouldn't eat it, meaning it could really hurt a person. So then why, why can we do Eruv? So Rav explained that, okay, we're talking about a situation where the stalk is not hard yet, and therefore, and people who have a lot of children, they can eat it, so it's good for them. Now we're talking about uh, people who don't have children, and uh, why could they use it? Because the people who have children could eat it. And we learn in our Mishnah, we could do a Iru for Nazir with wine, Israel, even though they can't eat it, because other people can eat it. So we see, even though it was, it's not uh, meant uh, for one person to eat, but as long as someone else can eat it, then it's okay. Same thing over here with this coriander. If it's not meant for this neighbor with uh, no kids, it's meant for this neighbor with a lot of kids. Or you could say, Rav. Rav was talking, He was talking about the coriander from uh, Madai. I guess from Madai, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't hurt uh, the person's era. Okay, so now we're going back to the Haziz, the green grain. Haziz, lo, we to do Iruv with the green grain. Uh, hops and the green grain you could use uh, for an ayruv and now that you say so you see it is edible so the Gemara explains before Rav came to Babel he said it's, un- it's you can't eat it it's inedible after he came to Babel he saw people eating it so I guess it's uh, edible he said the most of the world beans barley tiltan uh, is some sort of uh, vegetable I think uh, our school explains it as fenugreek that you planted it as vegetables you want to use the plant you don't want to use the seed you only want to eat the outside not the inside Therefore, but la datot will call it down. Whatever you think means nothing compared to the rest of the world. Therefore, if you ended up planting these seeds, these seeds, hayav, you have to give ma'asir on them, even though you didn't really want to use the seeds when you got them. And still, virakan patur, the, the plants that you used, they're patur ma'asir because nobody uh, usually eats it. Hashhalayim v'hagargir. The article explains it as cress and garden rock and different types of uh, vegetables. Shezeran leyarak. Now they could be, they could go either way. That you planted them for vegetable purposes. Mit asrin yarak v'zera. You have to give ma'asir from the seed and from the actual uh, plants. Zeraan zera. If you planted them for just seeds, mit asrin zera v'yarak. You have to give uh, from the seeds and the plants. And Tosafot explains why did it sound uh, like you, we just repeated ourselves because it depends uh, what's the reason you planted for uh, w- when you would have to give them a 
do you have to give maser by the time uh, where vegetables have to be given maser or do you, when the seeds have to give uh, maser and also the anyan that if uh, to, to, to give maser from good plants on bad plants and if it was meant for vegetables it's considered better than if it was planted for seeds and same thing opposite interesting tosafot now bottom line what we see from this braita is that no matter what you think it means nothing we go by most of the world so then why do we follow babel all of a sudden and say that they're uh, and this haziz is now edible so like Gemara explains when did rab say you could do iru with the haziz bidguniyata the one that grows in the garden which is uh, eaten by everyone in the world and therefore you could use it as a iruv so now the Gemara asks zera gargir lemai hazeh why do we need the seeds of a plant for you tell me I have to give ma'asir why would I have to give ma'asir on it amar biyohanan shekeni shonim shaloya lehem pilpelin shohakin oto in the beginning people who didn't have pepper they would uh, crush it. They would grind it. Umat bedin bought that sali, and they would, and they would use it uh, on the, as a spice on the on the meat uh, before they roast it. And since it had a purpose, therefore you have to give on a maser. Now, Rabbi Zerah When Rabbi Zerah was uh, was sick, he couldn't go to the Beit Midrash. He would go sit on the you know by the open by the entrance of Rabbi Yehuda Bar Ami's yeshiva. Amar ki nafkev ala rabbanan with hachamim go in and out. I'll stand up for them and I'll get a reward. And in the meantime, Nafakatayinuka de Berav, a little, a little uh, boy came out, a child. What did your Rabbi teach you today? The bracha on the fruit, on the hops. You say, Bore Periadama. Haziz, Shakoni Abdivaro. On the green grain, you say, Shakoni Abdivaro. Amale Adrabai, Bhamistabra. So the Rabbizra told the boy, you know, opposite makes sense. Hai Maraka Marbe, Hai Maviraka Marbe. The green grain comes from the ground, and the hops is get you know it gets uh, it gets its nourishment from the air, meaning they grow around thorns. They don't grow mamash with roots in the ground. And what's the halacha? Vilcheta kinuka de berav. The halacha is like the schoolboy ma'itama. Why? Hi gemar perev. Hi love gemar perev. Because the hops is 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 a full fruit that's it it's done it grew it grew everything it needs to grow and therefore you make a bracha adama. the high and the 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 haziz the green grain it's not it didn't fully mature it still has a way to go and therefore if it didn't finish you say you say shakon baro and what rabbi zira was trying to tell the kid that one grows from the ground and one grows from the air lo it's not true even hops grow from the ground. We cut the thorn bush or the shrub that uh, that the hops are on. The hops die, meaning it does get something from the ground. Now let's go to the the, the dates that haven't matured yet. We don't uh, do the dates that haven't matured. 
the hearts of palm can be bought with the maaser money. Ve'en mitameh tumat ochalim, but does not become mitameh like food. Or the kafniyot and the, 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 those dates haven't weren't ripe yet. Nikahot bekesef maaser umitameh tumat ochalim. They they are even considered food that they could become tameh. The heart of palm is a piece of wood for everything. Except you can get, you can buy it with uh, maaser money. And and the, the dates, even though they're not mature, they're like uh, fruit in all aspects. You don't have to give maaser because they fully didn't grow fully yet. Now let's just look at the uh, the non mature dates. We consider them food like a They should also be considered food like a Sigma explains no. Hatam We're talking about a, a type of a date that comes from a type of tree that will never we call it a male one that will never fully ripen. So if we're talking about those type of dates, maaser. So why is Rabbi Yehuda saying that uh, they're patru from Aser? We only mention the figs of Bet Yoni in the Yeshiva. We're discussing it only when it comes to Maaser. Uh, the not mature figs of Bet Yoni and the not mature dates of Tovina, they're considered fruits and you have to give Maaser on them. Now, if Rabbi Yehuda even agrees that you have to give on a maaser, you can't say that Abraita is talking about uh, those type of uh, day trees. So then why the Braita say you could uh, use the maaser money for the kafniyot? We're not talking about those male th- uh, trees that uh, dates will never fully ripen. It's different like a and they have different rules than like a Be'iru. Why? Because Amar Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan explained this already somewhere else. Since you could fix these dates by you know putting them on the fire a little bit, roasting them, you could say also these uh, uh, these dates, even though they're not ready, you could still put the or since you could put them a little bit on the fire and sweeten them up, therefore they make a bell tumah. However, for Iruv it doesn't work because right it has to be edible right now. And since you didn't do it, it's no good. Where did Rabbi Yohanan say this? The following Baita. Bitter almonds. When they are small, you have to give ma'asir because they're not, uh, they're not so bitter. Gedolim, peturim. But when they become big, they're not edible anymore. Metukim. But if they're the sweet almonds... Even when they're big, gedolim hayavim, then you have to give uh, you have to give maaser on them. Ketanim peturin because they were not fully developed yet. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yosi, Omer Mishum Aviv. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yosi said in the name of his father, Rabbi Yosi. Bitter almonds, zeveze, whether they're big, whether they're small, always liftor the big ones because they're not edible. The small ones because they haven't been ripened yet. The almond Some say that Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi. Said Zeveze Lehyuv. Both of them are the meant Lehyuv. They're supposed to give Master on them. Amar bil Ahora, Rabbi Hanina bin Sipori, Kedivreha Omer, Zeveze Liftor. Rabbi Hanina and Sipori said that they did your patur on both. Umanda Amar Zeveze Lehyuv. And the one who said that they bought Lehyuv, the big ones, Lemai Hazel, if they're so sweet, they're so bitter, what are they meant for? 
therefore, I'm going to be Yohanan, or since you were able to sweeten them by putting them on the fire, that's why you'd have to give Maaser. Amar Mor, we said in the Brayta, Rabbi Yudha Omer, Kor harehu ke'etz lechodevarav el shenikach ve'kesef maaser. Rabbi Yudha said that the hearts of palm is like a piece of wood for everything, except that you could buy it with maaser money. Hainu Tanakama, that's exactly what Tanakama said. Tanakama said you could buy it with maaser money, it's not metumat ocharim. Amar Abaye, no, shelako, if you cooked it for a long time, vitigno, or you fried it, ika benayu. That's the bachloka between Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda. According to Tanakama, it would be mekabel tumat ochalin. According to Rabbi Yehuda, since it's a piece of wood, it's not mekabel tumat ochalin. So the Gemara asks, matkif la rabai, mi ika lema de amash, lako vitigno lo, is there anyone who says that if you uh, fry it or if you cook it for a long time, it's not hayav, it's not mekabel tumat ochalin, vatanya? Ha'or, uh, skin of an animal. Ve'hashilya and uh, amniotic sac of an animal. En metamin tumat ochalim. Denat mekabel tumat ochalim. Or shishilako. But if you took the skin of an animal and you cooked it for a long time, v'shilya, and same thing with amniotic sac, shechishev ale, that you thought that you want to eat it. Metamin tumat ochalim, de mekabel tumat ochalim. Now the Chorah, if, let's let's look at this, uh, the hide of an animal, the skin. If it's not edible, and if you cook it, it's now mekabel tumato chalim. And uh, what about the hearts of pop? For sure, then it should be considered uh, edible and mekabel tumato chalim. Ela amarava ika benayu berachano. The machloket between Tanakaman and Yehuda is the berachan, the hearts of pop. The itmar kor Rav Yehuda amar bore periha adama. Shmuel amar shakon yabed baro. Rav Yehuda amar bore periha adama uchlahu. It's uh, it's food. Because it's going to end up being hard. And Tanakama and Rabbi Yudha have the same mahlok. Tanakama holds its food and you say Bore Piri Adama. Rabbi Yudha, it's a piece of wood and you say Shakol. Amade Shmuel, Rabbi Yudha, Shinina, the sharp one. Makes sense like you that you say Bore Piri Adama. The hats, non, the radish. Also, it's going to be hard one day. The Gemara says, Veloi, it's not sure. You can't compare the hearts of palm and a radish. It's no pugla. When people plant radishes, it's meant for uh, to eat in while it's still soft. The kala, when people plant uh, a date tree, they're not thinking of the, the hearts of palm. And the Gemara says, And even though Shmuel praised Rav Yehuda, Hilchata kebate de Shmuel the halacha follows Shmuel that Shakol niyabid baro. Gufa. Now let's go back to something we learned before. Amar v'yuda marav keshut v'chaziz maravin ba'en. You could do a iruv with the hops and the green grain. Umvarchin alim bore peri adama keshut bekama. How many uh, how many keshut do you need? How many hops do you need in order to make an iruv? Now in order to make iruv you need two meals. So how much uh, hops do I need? Like we're going to learn from a handful. So you have to say the size of a kishu. It's also a handful. The green, uh, the green uh, grain, how much is that? The size of a bundle of the, the farmers, whatever they, they put together. Amar Rav Chalkiya Bar Tovya Me'arvin Be'Kalya Rav Chalkiya Bar Tovya Say We Could Do Iruv With The Kalya 
It's uh, it's the stalk of a plant that's very hard. How could you even think of that? Uh, it's as hard as wood. You can't even eat it. Rather with the greens of the, the Kalya plant. Here's Rabbi Hayal said it. The, you, a handful. That's uh, enough for two meals. Now, the Gemara tells a story. Rabbi Ramiya went to Kiryata uh, to go see uh, his uh, greens, his plants. So the people there asked him, Can you do an Ayruv with moist beans? I guess they're inedible and you can't use it to, uh, to do Ayruv. He didn't know. Then when he went to the Beit Midrash, he asked them the question and he told and they told them, We can do Ayruv with moist beans. How much? The handful is enough. Said, we could do Iru with the raw beets. Is that true? But Rav Hasda said that the raw beets can kill a healthy man. If it's dangerous to eat, how could you eat? How could you do Iru with it? So the Gemara answers, the, the, When Rav Hasda was talking about the beets, that was like a halfway cooked. And it was, uh, I guess, when it's halfway cooked, that's when it's dangerous. But if it's uh, still raw, it's still okay. And some say, You can't do Iru with raw beets. Raw beets can kill a healthy man. But we see people eating raw beets and no one dies. And we answered, so we answered over there when we said, and Avmuna said, don't do Ayruv, that's talking when it's halfway cooked. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.